This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to AFK Anonymous, an alternate reality podcast. And today it is Hebrew Hammer. I am going to be hosting because our beloved Chewburger is now a father. <laughs> so uh, he had a baby. What was it? Saturday? Right? Yeah, Saturday our time. Yeah, and we've heard from him like uh, once, or, once or twice since. And he said everything was good. I just, you know. Yeah, it's just a lot. There's no way around it. Yeah, I was um, I covered for him on another podcast uh, just yesterday um, for MSF. And he I I said on there that I'm just expecting him to come back with like basically as a totally different person. He's just going to be tired all the time (laughs) from now on. Really cynical. (laughs) That's me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see what you were like before your kids. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, uh, we're back. We have, of course, Spider Guy 22 with us. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's also been busy for me to just uh, work right now. It's, uh, it's kicking my ass, to say the least. So yeah, same for me. It's been a busy week. Uh, the school is a, a pain combined with all the podcast stuff we do. We're pretty yeah. much gluttons for punishment <laughs> at this point because we, we can't, really are. Yeah, we can't take on any more stuff, but we still do it anyways. So, yeah. um, but let's go ahead and get into the good stuff, which is the goodness that is AFK, which is the pretty much the the relief that I get from all the games that I play along with that. This is like probably still the funnest most relaxing one because it's so afk um but yeah so what about you what did you do this week in the game uh so i'm still in chapter 20 but i've decided to slow roll the chapters at this point Mm -hmm. to try to you know maximize the uh the items right so right now i have been progressing i feel like i can push myself harder but i have actively said no and i'm at 2030 (laughs) right now right um and uh you know at that i feel like at that point it's just like the team is basically the same each time and you're just like hitting the you're just smashing the play button until rng goes your way especially if, if you have the wilder comp uh, that's <laughs> yeah i mean you're not wrong i've i felt the same thing which is one of like the big things like we're going to get into a little bit later on but the the saturation right now with mm-hmm. all the characters and the pull rates being yeah. bad um we're not seeing the diversity that we need to with the game but um, one thing, whenever you said that you're trying to optimize your items, are you talking about you're, you're using the, that little trick that was found for getting, Yeah. okay. Has that been working out for you pretty well or no? Uh, for the most part, um, oh, okay. it has, I've gotten two items off of it in the past couple days. So, okay. That's pretty good. I presume that works. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been doing it, but I haven't had as much success with it as you. So yeah. I'm not sure if it's still a theory. It seems to be proven, but I, it just hasn't been proven know. with me yet. If, so. It feels good. When I see it, I'm like, oh, I did it right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> no way validating it, but um, it could just be pure luck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going off of kind of what you said is um, I have, I definitely feel like this is probably the biggest wall I've hit with the game so far. Like even more yeah. so than whatever it was, 9, 920, mm-hmm. all those other ones. This is... Once you hit chapter 20, I just feel like progress slows to a grinding halt almost. Um, yeah. 
I mean, yes and no, really. I feel like a lot of times I'm crawling through, but if I if I really want to get down and dirty with it, I feel like I can actually still make progress pretty quickly. One of the things that I do is I go ahead and like I think when it, what was it uh, forty? Oh yeah, it was twenty forty. Whenever I realized, I was like, oh my god, it goes to sixty now, <laughs> not yeah. forty. Um, I don't even, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Good luck. <laughs> um, but no, I, halfway there. I pretty much, uh, you know, went onto YouTube and, and made sure that I was, and it was pretty much always kind of what I thought, but it's like, it really can be some, like just the, the minor change of one character to the mm-hmm. left or something like that, that really can make all the difference. So it's not bad to kind of look up YouTube, uh, use the resources that a lot of great content creators have put out and try yeah. to help you push past those levels because it really can make a difference. I think I went from, because I was really focusing on trying to get to my next gear up, the Mythic Plus, um, I went from 2040 to 21.4, uh, I think in like a matter of, two days two three days maybe so you really can do it if you if you look everything up on youtube and try to find your best way around but um yeah also using mercenaries to push past those really hard levels like that's that's a big thing i wish that mercenaries would refresh more often because yeah that's i I try to be careful with them exactly for that exact reason it's like i'm not at the point where i'm like i can't do it i'm at the point where it's like i just need to sit down and spend time (laughs) like yeah and, and I just unfortunately haven't had that much um, to really dedicate to it. I like how uh, you and I are both suckling at the teat that is Chew Burger as well. Because yeah. I know that if it's not me that gets his characters, it's you that gets his characters. Yeah. I actually missed out this week. Like, I, like it's been I know, really busy. I know, because I got it. <laughs> um, so normally on Saturday night, because I don't really have much of a life, it's like, oh no, I'm getting it. 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, it's rolling around and... Uh, I usually tag, uh, but this time I didn't even like open up the game till Sunday afternoon or something like that. And I was like, shit, everything's gone. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty bad for all of us on our friends list. Cause pretty much everyone in our guild has everyone in our friends list. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good. It, it, it's encouraging me to experiment with other characters. So I'm like using characters I normally wouldn't pull. Like normally I would pull, choose Rowan, Mm-hmm. like uh and then normally it's like one other character that i want to mess around but this week it's all new characters for me which is good yeah um, no that, that, so it is one of the better ways to experiment with new characters especially if you're last to the party yeah. for the mercenary refresh yeah we'll, we'll talk about this as well because in lab you don't i mean it's fun but i feel like you don't get an accurate picture of the character i agree i agree in so, this you do so. yes so for me just very briefly um i'm now at twenty one ten. I believe, and uh, it is slow progress, uh, but mm-hmm. I've been doing it because I, I don't really, you know, I don't have that carrot in front of the stick anymore like I did with Mythic Plus Gear, so I don't have a problem moving slowly now. Yeah. Um, so I actually kind of like, you know, coming in and, um, you know, beating that level eventually over the course of a day or two, so that doesn't really bother me. And then with um, Tower, I'm at 241, I believe. Okay. So yeah, just kind of. I just beat one of the big levels there. It gets really difficult whenever dealing with wilders. Wilder team comps are the bane of my existence now because Almus and Namora combos are such a pain. <laughs> but I have seen maybe one or two of them, and they have been pains. You're about to get really into them. 
with yeah, uh, yeah your area. From my understanding, it's I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So other than that, though, everything's been nice and smooth. I, I've finally been able to experiment with, you know, the Mythic Plus gear upgrades, which is pretty cool, where it allows you to, you know, upgrade any piece of gear, you know, so you can take one that's already character specific from Mythic level and you can bump it right up to Mythic Plus. That's been yeah. pretty nice. So I have a question. Yeah. Well, I guess first off, I, I want to give a shout that uh, it was a UI change they made, mm-hmm. <laughs> that little icon. I don't know why. It makes life so much easier. Just a quickly glance uh, if you have the right faction gear on. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 it's a minor change, but I really like it. Um, but have you noticed a power spike as you've gotten that gear? Like you feel like your characters are substantially more powerful without uh, doing the levels and everything? I, I, I was expecting more, but I've definitely felt like a little bit of a power spike, but not as much as I thought I would have. Okay. It was not the power spike that I got from legendary to mythic, you know? Okay. And I think that that's not necessarily represented as, uh, or hindered as much by the items as it is the levels that I'm going against and how ridiculous they are. And, uh, just by comparison to other, like, um, you know, if you go up on YouTube and you, and you find videos uh, with people on the same levels, I'm under leveled, I think for my area by a decent okay. bit, actually. Uh, I still have a cap at 180 right now because I cannot, I need, I refuse to use any ascendable characters as fodder. Mm -hmm. And so I am waiting on (laughs) one more purple so that I can finally make um, someone so I can bring everyone up to 200 and then I can bring up uh, Shamira to 240. So yeah, all are your other characters at 200 already? All of the other ones are at 200 and I have 40 K okay. dust in the bank. So I'm a bit, okay. my level is a bit behind where it should be right now. Okay. But Interesting. Uh, that is I'm almost in the same spot than you is. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for my last same deal. Waiting for my last piece of fodder for um, one of the three characters that I could possibly use. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm kind of proud of at the same time because it's, it's a testament to how much strategy really can help because even if i looked up youtube one of the biggest problems i had was that everyone was over leveled and Mm -hmm. um especially over tiered on their characters compared to what i was i'm still rocking a legendary i'm sorry not legendary a epic not an epic oh my gosh an elite (laughs) plus uh tassie and an elite plus Leica in my group that just shows how good their kits are. It, it does. But I mean, like I look at all these other people who yeah. are struggling to beat it and they um, they have a higher tier of both of those characters, which are so important right now yeah. in, this, in this game. So, yeah, uh, a little bit of brag for myself, I guess. But also to those of you that <laughs> you are whip struggling. Out your exactly. <laughs> um, but for those of you that are struggling, that, that are also suffering from those tier disparities, um, just there's hope. Because I did it, that means you guys can do it too. So, uh, yeah. anyways, that was the longest intro we've ever had, <laughs> and there's only two of us. <laughs> I know. I, so. It's just we ended up just casually talking about things. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, don't worry, everyone. Chuberger should be back um, next week. Uh, he mentioned that there's a small chance that he might have to skip it based on, of course, the child. But <laughs> we'll see what he prioritizes. So, <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get on to the fun stuff, which is the news, which we actually 
have a character that was found in a data mine, which was brought to our attention by someone who is on our Discord. So if anyone wants to, I guess, keep up to date with the latest news that not even I knew about, yeah. uh, <laughs> you can join our Discord, <laughs> discord.me forward slash A-N-R. You can find us right there. There is a section for um, AFK Arena. So make sure to check that out. Uh, so yeah, this there was a new character found, and his name is uh, Lorson. That's how I was going to say it. Yeah. yeah. Orson. So that's what I'm yeah. going with. We'll see if uh, we can find a musician <laughs> who resembles <laughs> that name. <laughs> but it does sound like some indie rock band or something I'm, like that. I'm sure we'll find it. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So let's go ahead and talk about let's kick it off with his background a little yeah, bit. Yes. So he's a wilder first off. Mm-hmm. Um, and based off of the like thumbnail image, he looks like a rabbit person. Yeah, rat, rabbit um, man, yeah. like part rabbit, part elf looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of his lore is he's what's known as a um, a whisperer, and uh, these people basically like gather information through the wind, like that's their mm-hmm. thing. Um, so if you once you once you go over his abilities, they're all like wind themed, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. And normally wilders don't venture out from their like home region very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the wind was speaking to him and like kind of calling him out a little bit of like a Moana type thing. <laughs> it <Right>. calls me. <laughs> Listen to that way too much. This is what happens when you have kids, by the way. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, get ready for Disney songs once Chew comes back. Um, anyway, so the wind was calling him out to go venture and uh, a hero that we already have in the game trained him to use his powers, which was Arden. Ooh, okay. um, and Arden is the one who trained him up on how to use his powers. He's arguably like the most powerful whisperer in the Wilders, and he goes out, and basically that's his story. So it's not like anything fancy or depressing. Like sometimes we get the light, uh, light bearers and the Graveborn. Right. Um, it's just kind of like I don't know. It's just, it's just there. It's he's just a cool nothing. guy. Yeah, he's just a rabbit guy hopping around. Yeah, you know, there's so many from the the lore that I have read. Arden has to do with a lot of the wilders, like Olmas mm-hmm. and things like that. And they always talk about how Arden is always teaching everyone. I I would have thought that Arden would be an actual ascendable character at that point. It sounds like it, but I mean, he's still useful even, <laughs> even You're right. without being ascended. Like he is one of the few. I think he's characters. the only one that yeah. that actually is being still used even so i'm in like the 200-ish area right now and i'm still Mm -hmm. using him yeah so uh yeah cc is amazing so don't don't smack talk him he's just old true he's an old man getting more powerful (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah how about you run down the kit because his kit's interesting yeah so he has a pretty cool kit uh so his first ability is called tempest and basically uh this is his ultimate ability and it summons this big tornado that deals aoe damage and um will, uh, I guess, explode after a while and yeah, then deal like. amplified damage to everyone that was in it, as well as damage while it's actually going on over time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and there's, you know, as you level up, we don't have exact numbers about anything. It's it's all a little loopy in the description, so uh, I can't tell you too much, but um, it looks like the damage is increased through various ways uh, as you level it up. So... Yeah. And then after that, we have Inner Sight, which is basically a situation where he can mark characters and then they'll end up taking more damage from his ultimate. So that's pretty good. And then he has an ability called uh, Gale Force, which is very important because that has a lot to do with his signature item, which we'll touch on in a second. 
But basically, that's when Lorson links two characters together. Um, and it's the furthest and the closest enemies that links those two together. Mm-hmm. And then whenever one receives damage, the other receives damage as well. And that damage is amplified based on a couple of different factors that um, will increase us, you know, based on, I think, your attack rating and things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like the opposite of the twins almost where it's flipping them. Exactly. And uh, it's interesting. Yeah. And then if uh, if one dies, then the other one is stunned. So that's a pretty healthy CC right there. Mm-hmm. And then for his last ability, he casts a shield on two random allies, which will mitigate damage. Um, also, you know, with a couple of different variations, depending on X factor. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Do you want to go ahead so, and talk about this? Oh, wait, what were we going to say? I was just going to say everything we're saying right now will probably cycle back to him just to give like an honest impression once the patch is officially announced. Um, yeah. So that's why we're kind of like just skirting around a lot of these numbers. Um, yeah, we're yeah. giving very general information right now because if you if you saw what the data actually looks like, we can't go too much more beyond that. No, because there's no it starts to look weird. Yeah. Um, but anyways, all right. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about the signature item a little bit? Yeah, so the signature item focuses on a scale force ability. And basically, as it scales, it's going to add uh, stuns and th- stuff like that uh, to both characters. Like, it's just, it, it just enhances that, which I think is kind of like, I would say, his most interesting ability, yeah, if I'm being honest. I agree. So I'm glad they're leaning into that. Um, I mean, outside that, that, I mean, that's basically his kid. He's kind of like this, he seems like a utility type character almost, where he debuffs the other team provides a little bit of buffs for your team with a we don't know how much damage but there's damage involved as well yeah so. i i think that he's definitely going to be a supporty like character um and i think that if he gets off his his ult it will be doing a lot of damage so i think it's kind of like keep him and everyone else safe until that damage or until that ultimate goes off yeah the one thing i will say is if you get a signature item i can see him snowballing um mm-hmm. wins yeah because what happens is if one of the people die he gets a permanent haste increase yeah which is super strong we all know how important we, haste is so um you know and obviously he's a new character so it'll be hard to farm um but uh you know it's interesting to say the least uh parmy wants to <laughs> create the the blow boy team of him <laughs> and uh elron i think is how you say his name and yeah. I, I i am curious actually to see if his wind abilities displace people i don't think they do i don't think it does yeah um but just all that wind blowing everywhere i think would be fun <laughs> um, and plus it's also a lot of aoe damage if i'm being honest uh um, yeah that that is and i mean he's also very strong i mean uh El- elron i feel like mm-hmm. we're saying that wrong Aaron. i feel like that's wrong but Aaron, it's whatever we know yeah. you're talking about the the like only like hardcore damage wilder there is uh <laughs> but you got kaz that that's true uh but kaz isn't nearly as good as him but he is like an s rank um he's actually very very strong he is so yeah using him will will definitely help out in the late game but uh let's go ahead and move on to some of the main topic stuff so yeah. let's talk about this week's voyage or this patches voyage i should say what did you think about it how long did it take you to close out and what reward did you pick yeah so uh the voyage wasn't difficult the puzzle was yeah same (laughs) (laughs) 
um, which I appreciate. I think I ran it about three or four times because there were definitely ways Same. to pigeonhole yourself. Um, and once again, I didn't go online and, and like, I was like, I have two weeks. I know I can blow through this. Yeah. Let me just try to figure out the puzzle on my own. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, it was enjoyable. It took me, you know, I, I tried basically once a day. So yeah. I just actually recently cleared it. I think like, uh, on Sunday, that's what I want to say. So, uh, okay. Um, in terms of rewards, I knew going into it what they were, mm-hmm. and I knew immediately uh, my Shamir was so close to going to uh, 20 plus on her signature item mm-hmm. that when I was presented with the option, I immediately just picked that up. I was like, there's no question. I'm doing this. <laughs> um, and, you know, it feels it felt good just because it's the first signature item to get into that red territory. And I had some Graveborn tokens uh, saved up for that. So I think I'm at 22, 23 with her signature item, mm-hmm. which is good, you know. Um, yeah. How, how's yours? Yeah, that's fair. So uh, I was kind of in a similar boat. I didn't look online to figure out how to complete it because I'm like, ah, I, I'm sure I'll be able to get this. No problem. <laughs> I pigeonholed myself on the very first section. Uh and I got locked behind the, you know, the shrubberies that grow and will lock you out of the first part. That's right. I got screwed <laughs> there. And so I was like, oh, man. And so I, I restarted and I completed it all. Um, got the the uh, last chest, you know, all the crystal chests besides the middle one. And yeah. then I was like, OK, how do I get this middle one? And I tried probably three or four yep. times to get the middle one. And then I was like, all that- right, what is going that on? The middle here? one's a pain. Well, then I just realized I was like, what is this? I thought that like I paid no attention to that little fire stick that was over there in the past. So I didn't yeah. even touch it. And I, I didn't know it was the thing that I could interact with. And sure enough, I clicked that and I'm like, oh my God. Like this yeah. is how you get it. And so I, I went ahead and I used that and uh, a little torch and it cleared it for me. I was able to pick up that that last chest. Yeah. So uh, I didn't want to like <laughs> Maybe it's just like the the role player in me. I was like, oh, I don't want to burn the town down. Let me clear out all the bandits first, so it doesn't so it doesn't go burn the town. Yeah, and like obviously that's what you need to do. I was like, shit. Yeah, that was my that was my. So. I wouldn't have thought that that would have been the answer, anyways. I knew by the time I figured out that this is something I can interact with, I knew that that had to have been the answer because I've eliminated yeah. everything else. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I tried to clear out. That was my first thing. I wanted to clear all the bandit camps to try to help the town and revitalize the town and everything like that. But um anyways the one that i picked was the dust but i regret it uh because it wasn't it, it doesn't end up being that much dust it no. saves me like you know and it nets me like a couple extra days you know mm-hmm. and i would have rather got the signature items in retrospect i was just that was too desperate that was kind of my thought process is like the dust was very tempting it would have put me at four characters over 180 mm-hmm. i was like what's the rush because my fifth character I still don't have the fodder for it. So I was like, there's no rush. Yeah. Um, and it's better to think long, yeah. long con in this game. Like you got to think long term because yeah. that will help you out a lot more. And like right here, I jumped the gun and it doesn't matter because I'm still waiting on my fifth. Yeah. So um, and plus going, that's a guarantee. Dust is a guarantee. You know, you're going to get that over time. Correct. You yeah. can't guarantee sick items. Plus with the event going on. Like, I haven't dropped the money on it yet, but if I am to drop the money, I know I'm sitting on a very healthy, uh, like, cat, like basically, like, almost a full character um, with that event. Yeah. So. Exactly. I'm true. just like, if I really feel the need to, like, that impulse, like, that's there for me. Exactly. Um, 
So, yeah. yeah uh, I will say this. I was terrified of that last boss fight. Mm-hmm. It was all um, Mr. Mr. Time. Yeah. Mr. Time guy. Um, I was, like, totally terrified because I didn't really understand his kit. When I saw multiple versions of him, I was like, oh, shit. Is this just going to be, like, constantly rewinding? <laughs> right. Like, this is such a pain. But, oh, my God, it was such an easy fight. Because, oh, like, yeah. the situations for his, uh, his ultimate to trigger are just so... It's just so precise that I'm not even worried about when I see him anymore. Yeah, not to mention by then your Shamira is so strong that she'll just clear yeah. everyone out anyways. Everyone wipes out everyone. Yep. So yeah, I, I'd yeah. be interested to see. It's it's a shame because now we're we're kind of missing that low level knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So we don't know how the um, 160s and below are dealing with these voyages now. So voyages. We'll, we'll have to do some research on that with some of the people in our discord beforehand next yeah. time. I think this will actually lead into our next topic. Not that we plan this transition, but I know in our discord community, we hear people getting stuck on lab at certain points. Oh yeah. Um, I imagine if you're getting stuck on labs at certain points, you're probably going to get stuck on voyage at certain points too. Yeah. Because they're very similar in nature. Um, especially early on where it's so dependent on the items you pull and the people you're uh, bringing to the table except you don't get mercenaries um, right. in Voyage. And then in addition to that, making sure you're cycling your um, ultimate abilities uh, properly. Exactly. Which these are all things we're going to talk about more, more about in a second, but I feel like that's definitely an issue um, with Voyage because you don't get mercenaries. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree. And so with that, there's no better segue. So let's go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, one more thing before we move on. Do you think this was a good difficulty? Puzzle wise, yes, but not for actual no. difficulty of the the nodes. No, I I don't even think I thought twice about any of the fights. Yeah, that was I'm the same. Honest. That was the same situation for me, and it's it's kind of a shame. The puzzle was good, but they need to do with with two weeks. I just want more of a challenge, and you know, I Jew was right. You know, whenever he mentioned, um, you know, that's one of yeah. the beauties of this game is that you know. You don't have to worry about it too much. I can clear it, and I have two weeks, you know, left with one one thing off my plate, one more yep. thing off my plate. So, and there's there's merit to that. But yeah, I feel like there's just there needs to be something a little bit more difficult, or maybe a difficulty level, as you had mentioned before. Yeah. So I would like to see something like that happen, and I feel I think that they're still kind of working out voyage a bit in general. We don't have a hard cadence release schedule for it. You know, it says every two weeks, but we don't actually get them every two weeks. Yeah. It just closes in two weeks. Yeah, it was cool to see the voyage line up with a character release. It um, was, and then I, I did it. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, like it kind of gave you a little more flavor of the character in terms of like their personality. Grand, this uh, this character was kind of just like, even when we were reading out his story last week, I was like, he's kind of you know, stereotypical bad guy. I control time. Yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting to see in the future how that changes, but. Yeah, I agree. But I, I do like it lining up like that. And I did like the whole story in the voyage of like, mm-hmm. you know, you actually end up creating his birth if you pick one route versus the other. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I appreciated all that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to Labyrinth. We're going to be talking a bit more about Labyrinth this week. We've mentioned a few of these tips that we'll probably go into before scattered throughout previous podcasts. But uh, this week, we're just going to take a bigger overall look at it. So um, why don't we go ahead? I'll toss it to you. Tell me a few tips 
and tricks that you've learned throughout your experience with Labyrinth. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be very honest up front. Mm-hmm. I do not treat Lab that seriously. Right. Um, and not, not in terms of like a challenge. I just have never seen it. Because when I first got into this game, I saw Lab as like literally a lab of like mm-hmm. messing around with characters, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. Um, so I always use it to mess around with characters and get a feel for them. Just the, I don't know, it's just fun for me. Um, so I don't necessarily. So do you try prioritize? My picks. Yeah, do you prioritize uh, the carriages or the carts rather over I do. nodes? You do. Wow. I do. I avoid, like, I always go for, for power over uh, I know. diversity. So Now, in case you can't tell by the way I said said that, I yeah. know it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, no, I, I know. But you know what? There's merit to what you're doing, too, because you're increasing oh. your knowledge for each character. Yeah, so what I normally do is based off of, if you haven't paid attention and you are a lower level player, I do think those cards have a role to play, actually, if you're, if you're struggling. I also know those lower levels are also important to get your... Um, your ultimates up mm-hmm. as well as build your item pool but at the same time depending on the characters in there they can be a big swing for you mm-hmm. um so a lot of times when i play i take a look at those three characters and determine what comps i'm going to kind of be focusing on early on right uh because i normally take one or two of them and integrate them into my regular uh, team so like sometimes i run all graveborn sometimes it's a you know a light bearer sometimes I, I just it changes for me all the time um with that being said i the biggest tip I personally would have is no matter what you're doing, I think your um, item picks mm-hmm. are arguably one of the biggest things you can do Definitely. in this game. Definitely. Um, and understanding what they actually do and the impact it has. Uh, for a very long time, I didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. I thought if you got one blue, one purple, and one legendary of the same item, it all stacked. I was like, God oh, damn, no. this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and then uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot uh, when I realized. <laughs> so for a very long time, I was not optimizing that, which is why I was struggling on hard mode right? Um, when I first started. And once I realized that's not the case, it, you know, um, in case you didn't pick that up, that's not the case, everyone. The yeah. items do not stack. Uh it became much easier for me to clear hard mode. Um, so, I mean, that's my biggest tip is going through and actually looking at the items. I think if we have time, we can go through some of the, like some of the really, really good ones. Right. But that, that's my tip for the most part. Um, I know you have plenty because uh, you are, I know one of your points of pride is you've never used the Doris TR. No, no, uh, no, TR. not never. I, I have okay. used them uh, recently. Uh, like, well, okay. not recently, but occasionally now i have used one but it's more because of laziness than anything else which i'll explain in a second so yeah for me i've always really enjoyed lab it's my favorite mode to play um for the longest time i did not even use uh one of the revives the elixirs um i have i think it was like no probably probably a month two months ago or something like that where i uh, used one because I just wasn't paying attention <laughs> and I didn't want to have to go back and remake my teams and unequip items and equip items yeah, back that, on that new characters. I was like, you know what, whatever. I have so many of these. <laughs> I just used an elixir and called it a day. Um, <laughs> and so I've done that. Like I've now become even lazier with it now. So I, I've done that. I think like, I think I've used like four now total. So if I'm going to push it back against you mm-hmm. right now, and like, it is good to, I think to, to not aim to use them because it teaches you to be very strategic with what you're doing yeah however i will say once again if you're looking to push yourself 
and you're using your Duras tier. The other thing, yes, it's useful for reviving, but if you're also stuck on a fight and it's and it's literally going to stop your progress, is it also restores all your energy. Yeah. Uh, which is a big deal for you if you haven't properly cycled that stuff and maybe you're just caught in a weird spot and you just pop the doors tier even though you're it might not be the best use but i mean i sit around like 30 or something like that like in upper 20s most of the time so it's not like <laughs> they're hard to come by yeah. i will say that's probably one of the biggest things i do now uh, especially as i go into hard mode riz um right sometimes if i'm like uh shit i was lazy let me use the doors tier just to get all my ults up and get that cycle going Exactly. And, you know, that, that is a good point. A lot of times, if you're really stuck on a node, throw everything you have at it, too. Like, if a good character dies, just start throwing everything at it and then use your tier. And then it will revive yeah. everyone and give them all their energy back. So it'll put you in a much better spot. I know that for particular levels where there's a Shamira or a um, Brutus or something like that, that can really screw you. So, and also, a uh, big thing, Fox for brutus is super mm-hmm. important you can totally disable his ultimate whenever he gets it off or sorry um not his ultimate his passive his passive for yeah. to delete that immunity and just say bye bye to, to brutus so that's really important to do make sure you have that charge which leads me into one of my biggest tips which i know we've mentioned before but i'll say it again make sure you pre-charge all of your important characters and the earlier you are just pre-charge everyone because those early levels are very easy just keep one or two of your staple characters in and then just start rotating out all the other ones to make sure you get their energy up and then you just put them in the back line bring up your a team once you have everyone charged and just go through the rest of it and pull from the others as you need it um even now i still always am making sure that my fox and my tassie are charged because i i can switch them out depending on what i need so yeah make sure you do that that is probably the biggest tip i can give you um so go i'm gonna just like once again from the non-serious person yeah <laughs> um, if so if you're going early on and you're looking mm-hmm. at these carts and you see a fox and you don't have him i strongly encourage you to pick him up for this exact reason yeah but there's also an item in lab that essentially renders him yes. somewhat useless not totally because he still has that really nice cc that there's just no way to replace <laughs> for mm. moving someone off the battlefield but um the attacks that can strip buffs will strip that shield and that is a yes. huge deal for that's like arguably one of the best uh items yeah I would say. because we see brutus so much in lab mm-hmm. so yeah if you ever see that item pick it up you will not regret that item i can guarantee it yeah um so yeah and and you know just to add to what you said um or more reinforce it i agree that if especially now for new players where it's tough to get those staple characters and get them up to usable levels or tiers rather um as you increase your own level yeah you're right um looking at those carts and planning to see if you need to stop by any of them to pick up particular meta characters that is very important you want to do that make sure like tassie is one of the biggest ones tassie Tassie is amazing character fox is another one if you aren't Mm -hmm. able to secure that item which chances are most of the time you're not going to be able to Namora is a really good healer. Lucius is super important. Um, You know, all of those stable characters that you hear about, if you don't have a a high Shamira, like if you see a Shamira that's above 160, you know, pick her up. Uh, Any of those kinds of situations you want to use. Um, The other thing... Go ahead. 
I, I typically stay away from characters in terms of if you are going to look at characters uh, of characters that kind of um, are not quite glass cannons, but have an ability that rely on death. Yeah, because you don't you're not really going to capitalize on that. That's not what labs for lab is for like a long drawn out sustain. So when you're looking at plague grip, I think his name is um, like he's he's good, but you're not tapping into his whole ability. Uh, so I would stay away from that stuff personally. Yeah, one and dunners is not what you want in Labyrinth. You're right. That's no, for sure. Except for Theron. Uh, yeah, because he actually is the only one that actually comes <laughs> back to life afterwards. Yes. <laughs> Which uh, I have used him for as a as a mm-hmm. tank, like before Brutus uh, and even yeah. after Brutus. I used him as a front line for a good bit because, yeah, he allows you to have time. They have to work through him. Plus, he has a good ability to reflect damage. And yep. uh, he comes back alive, and then you're good to use that passive again in the next um, level. So, yeah. Yeah. You're right. And then the other thing, sorry, you're just saying things, I'm just going to rip off yeah, of them. Yeah, go for it, go for it. Um, so when you say Nomura, one of the important things about this, I feel like, is sustain, is the sustainability of your team. Yes. And Nomura is crucial to that. Yeah. Uh, because you do need to be able to heal and last through these fights. Ideally, as we're probably going to mention later, is you are skipping the fountains in favor of potential uh, item drops yes and nomura is your way around that now there are also items if you don't have a nomura that will help you keep sustain and you can arguably drop your nomura if you have the right sustain items um but it's something to think about is do you have a character that can sustain your team if not when you do get the items you might want to consider possibly prioritizing them uh, because that is going to make you last longer yeah, and actually, uh, that <laughs> we're just kind of going off of everything that we that we say, but uh, <laughs> I, that's actually one of the things that I always tell new players too. Personally, I follow this. I truly believe that this is the best route to go. Um, if there's any higher level people that disagree with me, feel free to tell me. But I always say, pick up Nomura as the first person out of Labyrinth Store whenever you first start playing if you don't already have her because you're going to need her to help you get through Labyrinth, and she can typically survive um in the back line a lot longer being a lower tier than a lot of other characters because she's support and you keep her in the back line keep her protected yeah. so that's a good character but you you do need a strong sustain in order to get through labyrinth efficiently and uh i feel like she's since she's one of the characters one of the few characters that you can actually guarantee yourself to get thanks to her being in a store it's important to pick her up um so yeah, make sure that you do that, and then you want to always focus on Shamira right after that because Shamira, 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 Shamira. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, that's important. So let's go ahead and talk about some items now that are mm-hmm. the best items to get. So first of all, Thunderburst is probably my yeah. favorite item to get. That is the legendary relic that you can find. Uh, basically, it occasionally does lightning bolts that does a whole bunch of damage and he, it is the best item to use on Riz and hard mode. If you get that, you're pretty much securing your win right there. It's yeah. very, very good. So that is a number one. Obviously you agree with that. I do. Um, next is uh spider thread gloves is probably yes. my favorite one to get. And it is overlooked. I think, I think I agree. I did not pay attention to this until probably the past two months. Yeah, I, I figured this went out early, luckily. But yeah, you get those spider-fed gloves and it basically <laughs> makes them immobile for five seconds and allows you really helpful if you need to get some more energy up at the beginning before the fight actually starts. 
super helpful. You get to get off early damage to everyone. Incredibly good. I mean, I you just can't say enough good stuff about it. It's yeah. uh yeah, you really need to try to pick it up whenever you find it. Get that. Trust me. Um, <laughs> last thing is uh, Deathly Embrace is very good. Yes. It works on Riz and hard mode. Once again, that's going to be one of the biggest things, you know, later on as you increase your levels and get through lab and you unlock that. Riz is super important to kill in Labyrinth. He gets you so much more currency, you yeah. know, whichever one drops, but either. I mean, any of the currency that it drops is incredibly good. So you want to get yeah. that and you want to prioritize anything that you can use to kill him because you only have basically you can restart as many times as you want. Uh, but once he kills you, he's <laughs> gone. I, I know you yeah. know that. But for anyone that's yeah. listening, yeah. So you, <laughs> you do have to be careful. And that snuck up on me, I think, once or twice. I, I missed it once because of that. Yeah, yeah. And where it's like he just it was all of us. It was very sudden. I was like, oh. No, no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Just ripping like Death Embrace is also another one of those items that gets around a lot of invulnerability frames. Yes, absolutely. Which is very useful. Uh, it ha- does have a delayed reaction. Um, the animation is really cool. It just takes a while to go off, but it still gets around mm-hmm. all those frames. Uh, so once again, if you don't have a fox, very useful item to pick up. Yes, definitely. And uh, next one. I want to, well, Shadowfall is good. It's crit rating. You know, mm-hmm. you want that. It's very good for almost, especially for uh, Sav. You know, that's very good for Sav. It's also very good for uh, Shamira, which are going to be your two car- carries, basically. One for early mid and then the next for mid late. So that's important. Yeah. And then this one is, is a nice trick to kill Riz for hard mode, which I mentioned before, but. If you get her special item, Death Spite, um, mm-hmm. and you have Kaz, which is the item that it goes to, it's for her specifically, um, it turns her into a monster at killing Riz. And it makes it to the point where you don't even need to keep her alive as long as she gets a hit or two off because that poison damage will keep mm-hmm. going throughout the game and you just need to survive until he dies. So yeah. that's a nice little cheese for it. It's still not... a it's still not going to make it super easy, but it's definitely going to make it a lot easier, I would say. Yeah. Um, another uh, good one is the backline takes 50% less damage. Yep, I love that one. Yeah, that is overlooked, and I can't tell you on Riz how incredibly good that is. That's the difference between uh, one, two, three characters being wiped out versus mm-hmm. them being all alive and it's not a problem whatsoever <laughs> yeah so yeah that's a really good one um, um what are another one another couple so for you just generally my rule of thumb yeah um is i like items that uh regen energy mm-hmm. um so i really like i think it's called silent hope if i remember right where if you burn your ability mm-hmm. your ultimate ability you basically get 700 energy back over five seconds which yeah. is essentially another ability um and that is very useful going back to one of your tips of uh getting that if you are using your ultimates properly and cycling them if you're using them at the beginning by the end of the fight they're probably going to be fully charged yeah it just helps you steamroll into each fight that much easier that is absolutely true and um i think that energy is super important in in this um especially whenever you get into the shamira area Mm -hmm. because 
getting her constantly rolling is super important. And it also helps with, you know, the sustain from Lucius, Nomura, whoever you have as your sustainers. So that's very important. Um, Another one is Icebringer. Icebringer. Icebringer, Firebringer combo. Yeah. The combo is great for sure. Icebringer. That's the dream. Exactly. Yeah. I I haven't got that in so long. I felt like I got it a lot more often whenever I was at a younger level. But um, yeah, that combo is good. Uh, also sun, sunstone, moonstone, very good. But Icebringer, mm-hmm. if you can only get one, either Firebringer, Icebringer, I like to take Icebringer. I feel like, you know, it, it, it's able to knock past their defenses a lot easier yep. and it helps me out more than I think Firebringer does by itself. So I would say, but that being said, Firebringer is still good by itself. But yes, if you have um, to pick again, one, go ahead. Uh, Icebringer reduces the defenses yeah. and Firebringer, uh, reduces the attack rating right. of a character. So just uh exactly just for information and and me trying to get through the defense is usually the harder part so uh, you can withstand a lot if you have a good sustain team which is important yeah but um yeah just lowering that defense is the hardest part because man riz is he's a monster to get through if you're not well equipped so yeah that's important um as i said sunstone moonstone combo really good if you can manage to pull off either of those you're looking very pretty yeah and mm-hmm. another one, I don't remember the name of it, but the item that uh, brings damage to everyone. Whenever you attack yeah, one person, uh, it gives damage to everyone pendant, else. Pendant of Betrayal? I think so. I think that's the Pendant of Betrayal. I, I'm getting, that sounds right. Yeah, because I, I always get the confused with the Unmounted Heart, which I'll talk about for a second in a second. But, um, yeah. yeah, the uh, Pendant of Betrayal, assuming that that was the right one. Yeah, that one is very good, especially if you're dealing with Shamira, dealing AOE damage, because then it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, people it get knocked everyone. down so fast. Yeah. So if you combine that with uh, the the Death Embrace one, it's actually just like oh my god, melt. It's just like boop, boop, and then all of a sudden you just see every all the Reapers kill everyone super fast. Exactly, nothing's a problem a, at that point. It's great. It's such a good <laughs> feeling. And uh, the unmounted heart, I just I just can't get behind. That's the one where I believe that's the one where it knocks down their health by thirty percent. I go back and forth on this. Yeah, I can't. I always feel like it ends up burning the, more than it helps. The twenty five seconds, mm-hmm. I feel like, is a long time. But when you're going fast, yeah, it's only really you know probably ten seconds realistically. Yeah, because I do think it's random. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm with you. It's like it's it's fine if you have it, take it. If you know you're knocking everyone out super quick, then that's fine. But at the same point, I feel like it's almost unnecessary at that point. You know what I mean? Like, because you're you're probably already killing them so fast, it doesn't really matter. Correct. But also, like, because I always think bring things to Riz now in hard mode because that's the ultimate challenge. Correct. And whenever it goes to Riz, I just feel like it ends up being like it's you don't really gain anything out of it because you're not going to kill him fast no. enough. Most situations to make it worth it. He's going to regain that yeah. health back. So yeah, I, I'm not sold on that one. Um, another uh, really good one though. Uh, Nosfortus Fang is very good. That is the uh, life leech one. I forgot. It's like yeah. 20, 25% <laughs> is the especially top, use a uh, Graveborn or wilder's team. Very useful. Exactly. Or early game. If you're using Maulers, very yeah very sorry that's why maulers yeah sorry. so uh um, that's that's a very good one to keep in mind uh i think just because we don't want to go through all of them i think that's probably yeah. pretty good so i 
some of the rules of thumbs I try to operate off of is faction items. At first, I really liked them. And I've come back around because now I intentionally pick faction teams right. just to mess around with them. But for the most part, I don't think they're that useful. I mean, they do give, some of them give team-wide buffs, which are good things. Mm-hmm. But overall, if you have an option between a faction or survivability item that reduces damage or something, I would personally pick the survivability option, especially if you're looking to transition from lap three to hard mode lab. Um, you really need to last longer in those fights. I feel like that's the big jump. Um, yeah. And, and it's always a balance of living versus damage. Um, I just feel like the faction items, unless you know you're building a whole team around a faction, they're typically, it's easy to get sucked into them, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think just for my rule of thumb, I said this from the beginning whenever I was going through lab and it really held up for me whenever I wasn't able to really remember because there's tons of relics and I wasn't really able to remember specific ones and which ones were good. Uh, The rule of thumb I went by was get the thing that does the most for the most amount of people. Yep. And if you go by that rule, typically you won't go wrong. Just make sure to pick up those, you know, top three or four relics that we mentioned. If you ever, you know, see them. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that is, that is a good rule of thumb to go by, especially during the low levels. I feel like. There are a few items that are just flat, like if your character is intelligence-based or if your character is agility-based, like those are good items. Yeah. Because that will apply, let's say you do burn through your first team for some reason, your second team will still get the benefit of that most likely. Yeah. And that is very useful um, if you're looking to push yourselves. These are all things you should be thinking about. It's like, what's going to get me the most bang for my buck with these items? That's right. And I, the only other thing that I, I guess this is like an honorable mention Mm-hmm. I haven't used it myself yet because I haven't like really been lucky enough to find the combo for it. But the beads of power, I think it's called. It's yeah, a, those are the new items. It's a newer relic. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then you have the the epic uh, version, which is like actually utilizes all of the ones that you've collected. Correct. I haven't been able to get the combo yet, so I don't know how good it is, but I I have stopped trying, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's certainly not something you should really count on, but if you're lucky enough to throw it together, like you have some beads of power, and then that thing comes around, might be worth a shot to pick it up. I just can't tell you for sure if it's going to, if it's going to clinch the game for you or not, you know? Once again, if you're looking to push lab, this is just my personal opinion. If you're not getting the drops for the items, I feel like you cannot reliably build a comp around it you can substitute things like for example fox you can get items to get around that but the i don't know those that the the runes or the power things i just don't see them drop frequently enough to to pick them up yeah you certainly like i would only pick them up if you're very confident that you could still get through without any of the other items that came with it yeah maybe if you saw them early on or something you could exactly do the hail mary and make it work but yeah but um I'm trying to think if there's anything else for Labyrinth. Oh, I guess one thing would be, you know, if you're in the earlier levels and you're not sure if you can make it through hard mode, I would say be safe until you feel that confident enough experimenting or you don't have a problem using your elixirs. Because I do think it is more important to finish the... Because if you're having problems going through hard mode, chances are you're going to have a lot of problems with Riz, especially. So unless you get really good relics where you're feeling very confident to go through, that's fine. But if you're having trouble or you feel like you don't have 
enough relics to really guarantee that win, I would probably stay safe and go with the normal stage three as opposed to the hard mode stage yeah. three. Um, one of the things I would suggest is, especially early on, if you're looking to push uh, into lab, this is before you're swapping into hard mode lab or anything, is you really need to take a look at the comps that you have the choices of going up against. Um, I know it's tempting sometimes to go for the red <laughs> the red flag yeah. for the uh, nicer items, but that might have a comp that is going to stop you dead in your tracks. Um, maybe you don't have the tools equipped to deal with it. Typically, it's like a Brutus Shamira that are super powerful, <laughs> and mm -hmm. you can see why they're good. Uh, so you do want to really think about who you're going up against and what tools you have at your disposal. Yeah, uh, It's, in a weird way, lab early on is testing your game knowledge when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and you get the ability to reset and all that, so it's fine. But if if you do hit one of those walls, it's kind of a, it's kind of a shitty feeling. If I'm being honest, it's like shit. I agree. Yeah, uh, I'm wasting my resources. I got to save for a day and a half. It's you know, it is what it is, uh, and hopefully you learn something from it. But at the same time, uh, it's going to force you to quickly identify the characters that have potential roadblocks for you. <coughs> Sorry, that's true. And also, um, I would also say, kind of coupled with that. Pay attention to these items. For the longest time, I kind of was like, just like took them as they came. I didn't really pay attention to trying to remember mm -hmm. what did what and why this worked so well and things like that. You want to really try to focus in on those things because that's going to make you better in the game overall. Realizing what stats are more important to which characters and, you know, yep. what your counters are just as, as what you said. So really try to make those connections, especially since all of these relics apply to other game modes that you're going to be coming uh, across inevitably as well, like Peaks yeah. of Time and Voyage Now and, you know, who knows what else to yeah. come. So definitely try to commit a lot of the good stuff, at least, to memory and, and more importantly, why particular stats are good and um, why these particular, I guess, uh, new mechanics that some of these introduce are good as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, just keep that in mind. And I think that pretty much covers our very long version of getting <laughs> good at lab. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there's other things. Check out the Discord, as we've already mentioned. Uh, there's probably people going to be talking about there um, as things change with the lab, as new items. That's probably where we'll discuss it. Or a lot of times when there's new characters, uh, I know our initial interactions are with that character through lab. Yeah, that's true. Um, which speaking of, I got to use Gwyneth uh, in the lab this past week. Oh yeah how how was how was Gwyneth? I really liked her. Mm -hmm. um, I tried to build a Liberus team around her, mm -hmm. and um, she is kind of RNG heavy, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But once you get her cycling, like her opening volley devastates people, and then if you can see one of those those chain lightning fires, oh, it's 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 a good feeling. Um. So I, I do really think she's powerful. Uh, she is a little squishy, I will say that. Okay. She, she, she goes down pretty easy from what I can tell. Would you say that just because I haven't really had the chance, I, I got her, but I, you know, she's basic purple and I'm not going to be able to really use her uh, for a long time now. But would you say that she would be optimized more in a campaign or tower situation than a sustain mode situation like peaks or lab um 
it's so hard because the only time I've experienced her is with lab and right. it's so easy to, to trying to separate just having her almost in god mode having items around her being right. able to cycle her abilities i'll phrase it this way from what i think she could do mm-hmm. is if you use belinda in in a in your regular comps mm-hmm. i think she is better than belinda okay that's fair yeah I, that's 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 the easy that's the simplest way i can say this and the reason i say that is because she provides aoe mm-hmm. um she doesn't provide any buffs, but I just feel like she's a better damage dealer than Belinda, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, that speaks volumes, I would say, because Belinda can deal out a lot of damage. So <laughs> She can. Um, once again, that's just from a lab experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to gauge 100% with a lab experience, that's for sure. It is. But that's my gut feeling right now, just okay. based off of what I, the, the one run I did. And I was I made a commitment to use her almost the entire time. So. Yeah, for me, I would imagine that, like, I uh, just because I have such a solid team and I, I have always had such a solid team going through even from the beginning, um, from lab, that I don't know if I would use her there as much as I could see her value clearly in a lot of specific nodes. And she is very RNG dependent, so it re- would require a lot of resetting. But I I see her value pretty clearly on campaign nodes and uh, tower nodes, in my opinion. But tower I, nodes, I definitely see a value in her. Yeah. So 100%. if there is a um, a whale listening right now, we've had a lot of whales come forward and talk to us uh, from listening <laughs> to the podcast, which has been really fun, by the way. So if any of you guys join the Discord, talk to us, add us, anything like that, we love to hear from you guys because you guys have the knowledge that we haven't ascertained yet. No. So um, that's very important to us. So if you guys, if someone wailed out like crazy and managed to get her up to a, a you know very usable level for them relative to where they are, uh, let us know. I'd love to see it. So yeah, I I will say this: talking about these characters without actually having them is like a good exercise in trying to understand the game mm-hmm. and like the synergies between all of them. And I mean, it's all theory crafting for the most part, you know, reality versus theories. But it does just that exercise of going through a character kit and like seeing how it interact is a good exercise, especially if you're once again going back to lab. Just understanding all the intricacies of how this game works, I think it's a good thing to do. Definitely, definitely, I agree. But but yes, don't don't count on pulling Gwyneth anytime soon <laughs> if these drop rates continue. Right, <laughs> which uh, kind of leads us into the next area. I'm so good at nicely. transitions. You are. You're the transition master. It's it's like I'm a teacher or something. <laughs> um, it's basically like you're subtly controlling my mind with your transitions. It's almost, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to go ahead, and we haven't done this, for, I think, for the past two podcasts, but um, now we're actually going to move into the uh, community feedback territory, where basically, for those of you that haven't heard this segment before, uh, every week the developers... Um, on their official discord they put up a channel where people ask questions and then the community votes on those questions and after a week the developers answer the top 10 highest voted questions given to them which is really cool i haven't seen Mm -hmm. any other developers really do that it gives us guarantees consistent um, feedback to actual questions that we want and that from a democratic standpoint we've all voted on that we want so (laughs) uh Let's go ahead and I'll, I'll pass it to you. You can go ahead and name off. We only pick usually like, you know, two or, two three. or three of the big ones that are really interesting. But go ahead and, and shoot us up with those. Uh, yeah. So the first one is if you ever play, pay attention to the um, the tavern where you get all your pools. There's a, 
um, a little baller, a barmaid. And she always has comments. If you click on her a lot, she constantly spits out little pieces of lores and rumors. Um, apparently, she has a father. Mm-hmm. And that, and they basically confirm that that dad is going to be a hero at some point. Rigby, right? Yeah, I think Rigby was his name, which sounds like such a dad name. Yeah, it's it's cool that they did. It, it really does. <laughs> and it's cool that they did that because the person actually mentioned like, you know, hey, you mentioned this in, in the lore and it seems like it's it's kind of silly to mention that if it wasn't if we weren't going to be introduced to him at some point and they were like oh yeah, yeah no you got us like we put that there for a reason that's because you're gonna yeah be and just him. to give you an idea they've even in if you clicked uh i think dolly is her name yeah if you click dolly enough she basically hinted at she always hints at the next heroes coming you're, yeah so, you're like, right she hinted at the the mauler the the two mauler uh ladies who came i don't remember she hinted at the, the most recent two um but i don't think normally so. they, they they put some type of line in there if you click her enough yeah, and I think that that's really cool. These are these are definitely people that care about their lore. I think. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool for people like you. And I mean, I'm not as much of a lore nerd, but I really appreciate stuff like that. And uh, they did a good job with it. Yeah. So let's go on to the next. Uh, one. Yeah. So the next one is Guild Wars. And I think this has actually been almost every single week. I see something about Guild, yeah. Guild Wars. Now it doesn't always make it into the top ten. You know, I just think people were asking about it. Um, especially after the most recent pvp event and we've had a lot of new players hop on they want they hear about guild wars um they are redesigning the mechanics Mm -hmm. and it will they plan on releasing it soon not like soon as in soon like a couple months from now like it sounds like it potentially could be in the next patch or two soon yeah which is good yeah they exactly they actually specifically mentioned it's potentially going to be in the next version meaning the next patch yeah so and the big change here is uh potentially bringing in more of an element of the actual guild which is good yeah i agree and they've mentioned from previous uh feedback questions before uh that they're basically planning on implementing a lot more guild stuff in the future because they know Mm -hmm. that it's pretty lax right now on guild involvement so um i'm really excited for that stuff to come out as you and i have both uh discussed but so that's coming uh we just don't know exactly when but it sounds like if it's not this patch that's coming out it's going to be the next patch so i'm excited to see that um and the last one and i know we've actually run i mean you said this before recording i was like do we need to toss a character in for a deep dive and you're like no i think we're good i was like okay whatever and now we're almost going over um (laughs) so the last one was about the drop rates and what's being done and parmy like will mention it but i think she would also be very valuable in this conversation yeah Uh, and i know if you check reddit or the discord it's very much a concern among the player base we've hit that point where we can feel the drop rate saturation is really like hindering our progress um between a getting fodder to get heroes up there and then also getting the right pools to get heroes up there because you need both of them right uh to get so basically the question was hey how does the drop rates um when new heroes introduce impact you know impact things especially like your wish list for example and they basically said it does not reduce the probability according to your wish list um the wish list is therefore its core functionality so if you were to pull something on your wish list it's if you got a pull from your wish list it's going to be one of your pulls if that makes sense. Yeah, it's not um, it's not basically that's like the one safe zone that will yeah. not be affected by the ever increasing pool that we see. So basically correct. 
as our official roster of characters increases, this mm-hmm. list, um, our favorites list, becomes more and more important. Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, they they have said this multiple times. They know this is an issue, and they are trying to improve it. And I feel like we've seen little band-aids here and there, especially mm-hmm. like the Voyage of Wonders. Right. Um, as a good way to get around that, they are looking at other functions to allow us to focus on the characters that we want to focus on. And I don't know what that looks like, but very much is an issue right now. Uh, yeah, I think that um, just to kind of theory graph for a second with you, do you think that yeah. it would be too much to guarantee a purple on a temple? Mm, no, I don't. Yeah, before like a, a month, two months ago, if you asked me, I would say I, I could understand why they're not doing that. But at this point... Yeah. With the cadence of character release of basically two per patch, and the patch is coming like probably bi-monthly. No, yeah, either bi-monthly or once a month, I don't, something like that. Probably every three weeks. It seems like every three, three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah. So with um, a character cadence like that, it's going to become more and more of a problem, and I'm seeing less and less of an issue, especially since we have so many, you know false purples you know we have the unascendable yeah. purples as well these those yep. i wouldn't be i wouldn't think it's a bad thing at all if those were actually just all kicked off i think it needs to be um just yeah. straight up ascended. all purples are only ascendable characters and i think mm-hmm. that you should be guaranteed an ascendable character every i time. have seen some cool ideas floating around of actually turning greens into characters that you can turn into blues oh really if that makes sense. I mean, that would be and nice. And then your your blues could then feed your, you know, it actually would be like a layered tree of feeding to the top. Um, you know, I mean, greens don't really serve a purpose right now outside of just giving you currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to see that. Uh, the building structure, the building structure, though, would if it if it is the same as building up a purple to I'm sorry, a blue to a purple. It's such mm-hmm. a long structure still, though, for even for greens. It is, but it's you wouldn't have to burn. I think a lot of us sit on blue fodder right now because we don't know which character we're going to build for the fodder until true. we yeah. can guarantee we can do it. I think this is one way to help us get through that. I mean, I don't think it's a good solution. I mean, I, let me rephrase that. I don't think it is the solution to solve the entire problem. It is right. a solution to help out. Just another band-aid, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I think there's definitely that someone was saying i think it's a vulcan games he's a youtuber if you haven't seen him um you should check out his videos uh he does a lot of pools typically but he does talk about characters um and in one of his pool sessions basically he mentioned there's a rule of um if you pull three tens with no purples your fourth pool will have a ten or will have a an epic in it so it's like a loser mechanic which is nice Correct. to know that at least you have that but to fall back on still 40 pulls one epic that's I, that's not good for what we need i absolutely agree and um, do you think yeah. that it would be too much to have a chance of dropping an elite plus or maybe even a legendary um I'm trying to like process it in my head right now which is why i'm being quiet uh, <laughs> I don't think it'd be that bad considering think, what we have. I think it makes the game a little swingy right now. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, no, I like can get say, that. 
let's say you're starting out mm-hmm. and someone gets really lucky and pulls the legendary. Yeah, that's true. Plus, re-rolling would be a huge thing once Correct. again in the game. And like right now, I would say re-rolling isn't that... I mean, it's important. It helps you, but it's not like you have to. I think at the end of the day right now, it levels out for the most part. I think if you did something like that, you're kind of... The drops, I think you're kind of elevating the ceiling for like the feel good of a drop because now you'd be potentially be getting a purple, which right now works. I just to see purple for the most part. Yeah, our <laughs> bar is so low. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think it changes a little bit with the, the pool psychology of the game. And right. I'm not sure I'm at that point yet. All right. Well, that's fair. And that also... Would, would you think that's a good idea? I'm just curious. I, I actually would just because I think that we... We need so much fodder for things that I think, even if it's a very low drop rate, which I think it should be for something like a legendary, I think Elite Plus isn't isn't that much of a problem. But no, Elite Plus, I'd be fine with. Yeah, but um, if they went for something like a legendary, I think that the drop rate would need to be extremely low. But it would be nice to have because I mean, there's just it's so much work to get someone up to. A legendary and you need so many legendaries for so many characters so mm-hmm. it's just i don't know with how often we get new characters and me wanting to explore more of my roster uh, i just don't see too much of an issue with it but i, I don't know i I'd think of more i think i'm more short term versus long term whenever it comes mm-hmm. to my thinking i don't know the big impact that that would have no yeah it's i'm trying to think of like other game mechanics that kind of get around this issue I think Hearthstone is actually a good example now I'm thinking about it, if you've never played Hearthstone. Um, basically, any duplicates you pull, they turn into dust, and with that dust, you can buy any character you want. So you can save up and do oh, yeah, anything okay. you want with it. Um, I think that could be a useful way around this. Um, I just don't know how they price everything out. I just imagine the the Celestials and the Hypogenes would be a little bit more expensive and everything else would be the same. Oh, yeah, that was actually um, um, similar to an idea that I had before, which was if you combine three epics of anyone yeah. in that faction, like in one faction, you mm-hmm. could then pick anyone from that faction of uh, an epic category. So yeah. you're basically trading out three for one, but you get to target that one within the faction. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, without, you know, obviously fixing all the game's problems because we're just that great. We're so good. Uh, <laughs> we're like so, so good. <laughs> I, it, it's good that they're at least listening and they know it's an issue. Yeah. And I think if you've looked at previous histories of what they've done, they know it's an issue. Like with the recent PvP event, they basically gave you a bunch of good characters to farm. Yeah. Granted, it was only one of them. <laughs> um, like you could only get one or they give you the option of scrolls if you want to put your hands in the, the rng gods um right but I, I they're working on it i'm, I'm gonna figure out at some point they figure a way around it that because people are gonna start dropping i mean i feel like just the pulse of the community is kind of they're not at the drop point but they're kind of like at the well, early, like, early game now you can really feel the effects quick because we know how quickly the enemies amp up in this game and yeah. You not being, I can't even imagine me not being able to target those characters. I was able to, I don't want to say target, but more easily, the the pool was so much smaller than uh, we were able to gather those characters that we wanted a lot easier. But now yeah. it's so much harder. So, yeah, um, I think that early game, it, it's it's getting very frustrating for people, and something does need to happen for that. But uh, even if it's just 
you know, more quickly putting out uh, people into stores. Like, I think that that's okay as well, but I don't think it's the ultimate solution, but I think that that's another thing. And I know that they're doing it, but I, I think that it's not nearly as a, a quick enough pace, you know? Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It'll just be interesting to, you know, keep an eye on this and what they do. They're one of so the we'll- few um, developers that I've ever seen that has so much communication with the mm-hmm. community and let alone so much positive communication with the community. So yeah. I, I have faith that they will come through with something and I'm very cynical towards developers. So that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've been raining diamonds the past couple of days on us. So exactly. Yeah. We've had a lot. Of, I love, I love whenever it's hot fix day. <laughs> yeah. Parmy wishes they mess up. It's like, yeah, just, yeah. I don't care. Give me those. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to play anyways. <laughs> I'm going to wait 12 hours. Exactly. So go ahead. Just give me the diamonds for it. <laughs> But all right. Well, that's pretty much wraps up everything that we had planned for this week. Um, once again, she'll be back next week. Sorry about that. We'll also probably have a friend of ours, Muggin, come on soon at some point. He'll be filling in on occasion for Chew, as I'm sure he's adjusting to fatherhood. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do our plugs. So what do you want to plug this week? I, as always, the the League of Extraordinary Dicemen, our D&D show. Um I think right now it's hard to keep things separated in terms of what we're recording and what's being released. True. Uh, <laughs> I think we're kind of wrapping up like officially the first like arc. Like we've kind of wrapped up, but there's like stuff about your character. It it's a good show. I mean, it's fun to record, and it's a uh, we have some record. and we have some things in store in the future that even you don't know about that I think are uh, very unique and different. Yeah, um, it's what pulls me through on Saturdays, that's for sure. And don't yeah. forget, you know, it's myself, Spider, Chew, and then another one of our buddies, um, mm-hmm. Jangles. So uh, I promise you, if you listen, you'll have a blast. And then I'll go ahead and plug uh, Born in Politics, a.k.a. PMP. That is a show um, that Chewburger and myself do, as well as Shane has hopped in on a few before. Shane, a.k.a. Spider Guy, for anyone that doesn't know yeah. that, um, has hopped in on a few before. We Basically, no topic is off the table. We talk about anything and everything, even the taboo stuff that people don't like to talk about at the dinner table. So uh, it's a social commentary podcast. A lot of fun to do. And yeah, it's actually been uh, really good because I'm not like super involved in the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but your gun control one has like sparked a lot of like civil conversation about it within our Discord. And it's like just as once again, mm-hmm. civics teacher, it's been really nice to see that stuff. Like I can it's it's good to see a, a place where people can disagree and still be respectful towards each other. Yeah. Out of all the stuff we, we talked about, I was I mean, I'm not surprised that that one no. like really sparked a lot of um conversation but yeah that one really did spark a lot of conversation uh mm-hmm. we've talked on religion and uh like sex work and stuff like that before a couple times and i thought that would probably do it a little bit more but no the gun control one is what really got people going so and there's a lot of good points on both sides there it so, is yeah but uh then we also have um I'm, i feel like i'm missing a lot but uh we also have Mar- uh, not Marvel. Yes, our Marvel Strike Force podcast, <laughs> which is uh, Strike Force Masters of Launch. Make sure to check them out. That's with Chew Burger and our buddy yeah. Big Roy. And then, am I missing something else? I feel like I'm missing uh, something. When Chew gets back in the habit of streaming, you might want to check him out. Um, oh, yeah. He's an enjoyable streamer. Uh, even though I do not play the game he plays, I just like seeing the community and the interaction. <laughs> um, so. 
Um, but yeah, we I, I hop in there every once in a while. Uh, Spider Guy has also hopped in there, as he said, on occasion. And uh, he is going to be starting to stream AFK soon now that he is an official partner for Twitch. So mm-hmm. that's fun. And yeah, make sure to check out all that stuff. And uh, I think that pretty much wraps up everything. So make sure everyone praise Lord Dreef. No, it's how big is your beta now? Oh, Come yeah, on. I forgot we switch it up. How big is your beta? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say both of those. So we will see you next week, guys. See you guys.